Welcome to the podcast in the CRE Vault with Mike and Mark. Welcome back to In the Vault. This is Mike and Mark, the CRE Vault. Mark, how you doing today? I am doing excellent. And, and, and Mike, today we are going to... This Hot is, off the press, baby. You hear that? This is... This it's is, still warm from the printer. I, I don't even know if we have approval to do this. I just... We just... We printed it out and we are going to disclose it. We have the... This ink's wet. It is. And and it 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 smells. It smells like the Da Vinci Code library. It does. It does. And 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 we are gonna t- give you the first half numbers of the market. And you know, I've been here for many many years, and and I've sat through many uh, multiple market reports. The one that comes in halfway through the year usually doesn't mean much, but I think everybody's waiting to see what is affecting our market locally and and what is going on on the commercial side and I and I want to add to that before you jump in Mike but I want to add to that that as as a group we create this market report and we have for years these are our numbers these as as we are the leader in the in the local market we create these numbers we these are not brought in by a third party and we review these numbers we talk about what's going on we make calls we hit the pavement and we take great, great pride in this, in the yeah. fact that this is zero to do a third party and 100% to done internally. Oh, huge. Big shout out to, to Carrie and Diana in our office. They spend countless hours putting this together and just they created an amazing baseline to work off of years ago. And as Mark alluded, you know, this is, we're really proud of this. And a lot of people rely on this and they get excited about when these come out. I've had people ping me. All week asking when it's coming out. So people, people like it. And bless Carrie and Diana for putting up with us because it, it is like herding cats to get us all together to make statements and review the numbers and make sure everything is true to the world. Uh, and, and they do a great job. Yeah. It's like having a uh, frat house do their homework. Yes. You can't do it. You, it does not happen. And you can send out emails and request and stand on your soapbox. And uh, we, we still don't come together. So we no. we, we do get everything put together. And uh, when we see these numbers, we, we take them with great pride. Now, as a reminder, we do, at the end of the year, we do uh, a year-ending market report. We have a big get-together and everybody sits and chats and, and we disclose all those numbers. Yeah. Um, and that's fun. Good to meet up in person and do some live entertainment. Yep. So as, as boring as this is going to be, we're going to make it as fun as possible. Let's just, uh, let's dive right in. Let's do it. The, you know, the, we'll start off, uh, our, our market report goes to a, an overall market and, you know, we did not see much change in the office side or the retail, um, when it comes to vacancy. The, the one major factor, um, that we did see, was industrial. It, as everybody may well know, the past three market reports have shown a one to two percent vacancy, and now we finally got up to a two point four percent vacancy on the industrial side. And as 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 a reminder, while everybody thinks that that two point four percent is showing signs of a slowdown or a steadiness, we are still well below the national average on industrial uh, vacancy, and the national average is actually four point seven percent. So double we are, that. Yeah, we are still well below that, and but it, it is showing signs that we might see some stabilization. And to add to that, on the industrial side, actually every market, uh, retail and office, Mike is is uh, you know it's always hard in low vacancy mar- markets to find that threshold of rental rates and sale rates. You're trying to find what a rental rate should be, and you're raising them slowly, but sometimes it just doesn't work that way. Yeah, I would agree. 
definitely agree. You know, one, and one thing that kind of leads into something interesting, you know, just talking about new construction permits, you know, what's, what's going on, who's building, who's, you know, revamping what, and we just, a couple, couple interesting things that we just noticed right off the bat was, you know, pick on office, the one that's, everyone's thinking, well, you know, is, is new stuff coming out of the ground still? And, and from these, we can see that there's a lot more focus on, you know, altering existing spaces as opposed to coming out of the ground uh, with a new building. That's true. And and the, the two numbers that uh, did show that uh, the alterations were exceeding new construction were, were office and industrial. And right. Those are the two those are the two kind of, we'll say, lag markets. And, and that tells us just a ton right there that uh, the people are are holding tight on, on building and mainly because of costs. And it might be easier to just put up a couple walls and some carpet and some paint and, and call it good. Yeah. Modify what you have. Um, you know, when you get into land costs, you know, hard and soft costs, interest rates, construction costs, you're really pricing a lot of people potentially out of the market. That's true. That's true. The one anomaly is, and, and we've we probably discussed this on our retail podcast uh, a few weeks ago, is the retail market. You know, back from the 2015 Amazon and Walmart big box, everybody's steering away from the brick and mortar. People are starting to come back. Mm-hmm. And I think COVID, between COVID and the big box run on the, in the mid-2010s, People are starting to come back and on, on the retail side, and it was almost double. We saw new construction, nearly $49 million on, on the retail side compared to alterations, which was $20 million. Yeah, absolutely. And I think included in that, not only the retailers, but yeah, you can have uh, some different you know, coffee shops, Starbucks, Ziggy's Coffee, things like that popping up. Uh, that's not going to make up a, a huge part of that, but that's still something to consider. But I think... People are wanting to kind of touch and feel what they're buying anymore as opposed to just uh, click and ship. That's true. That's true. So, and and, and we were, we were, we discussed this internally, but we did ask that we did add the construction activity to our market report. We think that's a good indication of in addition to everything else. So we did add that in. Yeah. Tell us, tells us what the environment's feeling. You know, office, you know, in, in terms of, you know, with this, kind of first half what's going on you know what are what are we seeing on these asking rents you know are we seeing kind of a flat or is anything kind of popping up at all that you're seeing mark you know i i always say that and and i give this pro i give this speech probably three four times a day you know locally 1.7 percent is a good escalation and and that kind of is where our market is here locally you know class a saw pretty close to that and they went from Twenty dollars and forty-three cents a square foot. They went up to twenty-one dollars and thirty cents a square foot, and I think that's a good indication of previously what we discussed on Class A and, and everybody having that motion. And now Class B actually went down, and it went from nineteen twenty-six to nineteen dollars twenty-six cents a square foot to nineteen dollars and one cent a square foot. And I think that is because that's a supply and demand curve. Um, in the fact of all the class, a lot of Class B tenants are going up for the amenities. Yeah, you're right. And so they, you know, I, I think it's uh, landlords are saying, all right, let's try to come down a little bit on the rates. Uh, maybe that'll get a, get some more traction. Yeah. Or and, keep them. Yep. Or keep them. Now, Class C is, it, it actually went up from 1436 to 1469. And I, and I don't know if there's an explanation for that. 
outside of just general supply and demand. Could be. Yeah. Or cost of, you know, it could be taxes, insurance. You know, you, somehow you've got to mold that number to fit operating expenses too. I think that's true. I think that's true. Office is always in, in every discussion, as boring as it is, um, but it is in every discussion and everybody's always interested in it. So. Absolutely. To talk about retail, Mikey. What, what do you, you think is going on? And explain these numbers. So the retail piece, you know, looking at Class A, B, and C, you know, really Class A and B, they remain fairly, fairly flat. You know, Class A is hovering around that, you know, 1920, 19 and a quarter square foot asking. Class B was right around about that 1250-ish, and it's still there. The, the Class C has actually gone up about a buck fifty. And we've seen a fairly large insurgence of, you know, CBD and nail salons and some of these, you know, back in the day, the, the joke was if you had a strip center, you have a tanning salon, a cash checking place and a nail salon. Well, a nail salon has remained forever static. And now it's CBD and nail salon. Yeah. And that's just I think some of that is driving up the price a little bit because that sweet spot of you know, let's call it 12 to 1400 square foot bays. Those are really hard to find right now. They are very hard to find. And those, you know, nail salons now post COVID are are really doing well if they have a good clientele because there's a big following. But I think people would be amazed at what a class C vape shop strip does in sales. I mean, it is huge. It is through the roof. And and those vape shops thrive in those class C environments. Mm Mm-hmm. And they just knock it out of the park. Yep. It's one that, you know, I will say that not every landlord owner is excited about that use sometimes potentially. However, you know, in all of the the centers we manage, I can't say that we've ever had an issue on on getting rent. I think we have. And and thinking thinking to to babe uses. I think it's a good backfill as we saw maybe some nail salons move out to maybe a, a cell provider, cell phone right. provider maybe moved out and you have that one vacancy and and how are you going to fill this and and what's the use and it goes back to your nail salon, hair salon, you know, what what is the exact fill? These vape shops are the perfect fill for that. I don't I, I don't think you'd want to cannibalize your strip if it was fully vacant and put a vape shop in there. Right. Because I think you're I think you're gonna have issues long term. But I think if you need to fill that one and, and and a vape shop comes forward and I think you're gonna if you're if you're sharp enough of attack, you're gonna add a little bit to your rental rate. Because I think if you're the last one of the party, that's a great fill. Yes. Yes, so I think um, I think that's the reason for that Class C retail popping from nine ninety four a foot to eleven thirty four a foot. I think you're right, Mark. I think it, I think it makes a lot of sense, and you know, I think it even goes back to you know the use, whether it's controversial, controversial or not. Sometimes we're saying, I'll, "I'll pay your asking rate. I just want to get the deal done." Yeah, there's not a lot of negotiating on that piece. As a whole, retail vacancy stayed constant, five point nine percent end of last quarter, end of last, and then uh, start of this one. And then, on average, between all classes combined, it went. Uh, we went up to thirteen twenty one a square foot. So we saw the we saw the incline a little bit. Yeah, which is great. You know, really nice. And that, that goes back to you know Lincoln being a tertiary market. We're not going to have the huge peaks and valleys of. You know, as we alluded to on a different podcast, Atlanta, San Francisco, New York, the bigger cities were were a further ripple in the drop of a stone in a pond than the big splash. So, yes. What about industrial? What's going on with that? 
Well, you know, again, that goes back to low demand. I mean, high demand, low supply. And, you know, again, our vacancy went from the 1.1% to 2.4%. I think we're trying, I think we're starting to see a steadiness. And as supply chain issues perceived a year ago, those supply chain issues uh, got had a solution. And so the demand is lower. Right. I think the supply is kind of steadied off. We, we break ours down, not in class A, B, and C, but more warehouse flex and manufacturing. Warehousing average asking rents went down just a little bit and, and, and uh, flex went down a little bit and manufacturing stayed all but steady. I think, you know, when it comes on the industrial side, I think we're just trying to figure out where the rental rates need to be. And, and even on the sales side, I think we're just, we're finally figuring out where we're asking rents need to be. And, and that's why we're seeing some vacancy. Now we did see a fairly large building that had been open for years and years. We saw that go vacant. That was in the Southwest quadrant of town. And that was, that was pretty big in size. And so that did add to, to a lot of the vacancy. But I, I think we're seeing the steadiness. Yeah, I think so too. And a lot of these, you know, rental raises, we're looking at these, you know, go into the cost to build it as well. You know, you know, we never thought we'd see, you know, a double digit asking rate for a warehouse, but we're there and that's more flex. But, the, you know, with the flex, what that means for anyone that's un, unsure of that term, it's more of a, you know, you're going to have some office in, in a warehouse piece component. It's not just, you know, a big open space distribution type of thing. I think a lot of, a lot of it is cost and the cost for the ground. And, and you used to be able to buy some I-zone piece of ground for a buck and a quarter. And it was like that for years. People would say, what's my ground worth? Well, it's worth a buck and a quarter square foot. And, and now, you know, that, that buck and a quarter square foot is $6 a square foot. Yeah. And there's just not a lot out there. And you got to somehow get it to work. And, and I think it's difficult to spend uh, $120 a square foot to build a, an industrial building and, and lease that out for $8 a square foot, especially with it's interest rates. It's nearly impossible. So I think, um, I think we're getting, I think we're figuring it out as a community. And, and I think we're hopefully plateauing on the industrial side. I agree. So, Hey, first half sales. What do we got here? We got, uh, we look at office, retail, industrial, and multifamily, and, and I'll just I'll hit on office real quick. We saw a decrease in the average sale price. Geez, we, it went from one sixty all the way down to one thirty four a square foot, and that's rounded numbers. I think a lot of that mark has to do with with interest rates right now. Hundred percent with interest rates, and, and and what people don't understand is is uh, as interest rates go up, cap rates also go up. And buyers are, are only able to afford less. So a lot of times you might you might buy something and due to the interest rate being higher, you know, you, you cut corners. Yeah. And 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 maybe you, you don't get that ten dollar square foot carpet, you, you get something that's three dollars a square foot. Mm-hmm. But I think more than anything it's it's cash out of pocket and the interest rates affect everything. Oh, it's huge. Hugely affecting everything and even you know, even going into the next one, retail, uh, you know, we went from, geez, you know, let's say June of last year, 2022, that was sitting around, again, rounded numbers, 280 bucks a foot. You know, December 22, it dropped down to about 240 bucks a foot. Again, rounded numbers. And now in, in 
you know, right now, summer of 2023, 163 bucks a foot. And, and to, to even to, to step back about 18 months ago, that's when the interest rate started, you know, two years ago is when we started seeing the inflation rate come up. And uh, about 18 months ago is when we started the interest, the, the interest rates uh, started rising and to, to slow down that inflation. And I think that's all you're seeing on there is uh, the, the cost of the dollar and, and exactly what makes everything work at the end of the day. So hopefully, you know, they, they got this inflation thing figured out and they're offsetting that with interest rates. And it's a little more complicated that, than that. But just in general form, I think that's exactly what we're seeing. I think it's huge. Now, the next two go against the grain on a couple of things. So uh, industrial, that, well... It remained fairly flat, but it went up just a little bit, uh, right around, you know, it's a 115 bucks a foot average, and that's merely 50 cents above uh, what it was in December. But do you think that's supply and demand working there, Mark? I think it's the lag. I think it's the lag. I think it's the, I think it's the supply and demand there. But if we, if we think about it, think outside the box here. In industrial space, is just some walls and concrete. I mean, right. it, it's more complicated than that. But just in general form, it's just walls and concrete. When you're talking about retail and office, you, you know, so much more of that is the interior finish. That's right. And I think that's where we're seeing a big uh, amount of difference, uh, the Delta office retail to industrial. I think hereafter, I think that our, our next six months, I'm curious to see what's going to happen on that industrial side. And I think we'll see it. I think we're going to start to see it decline a little bit as, as it right. comes down. I think it might plateau and then kind of descend a little bit. And then multifamily, i.e. apartment complexes, that's, that's still climbing. You know, we went from, and the, the, we priced these per unit, which is per door, basically. And so that went from, you know, 73000 a unit. You know, recently our, our analyzation was roughly 82500 Again, round, round numbers. Do you think that's going to keep going up, Mark? Or do you think that it has to plateau and, and descend a little bit? I'm as, as you're as you're as you're throwing those numbers out there. I was going back on the graph, and and it goes to the left back to June of 2020. And June of 2020 was fifty thousand six hundred per unit. And just to recap, three, this would have been three years later. We're at eighty two thousand five hundred per unit. If we could go back another five years, I'll bet you that same cost per unit um, in 2015 ish was probably twenty to twenty five thousand per unit. And I, I I think even in twenty twenty I would have said there was no way for it to raise. But I I think there was a lot of speculation with interest rates low. I think there was a lot of speculation of inflation coming up and 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 new landlords being able to come in, raise rents that that stayed aligned with inflation. And and now cap rates and inflation, I think everything is going to start to stabilize. I just I don't see it going that much higher. Um, there might be the demand for people looking for housing, but I just at some point it's and, and I think here in the next couple of years you're going to see multifamily take a turn. Investors that bought units uh, during COVID, a um, hundred using a hundred percent filled rate and, and no vacancy in their in their profit loss and their. I, I think you're going to see some changes. Yeah, I think so too. And uh, it's a very interesting, you know, first half. Uh, we want to keep keep a pulse on what's going on in the market. Things are things are all over the place to say the least. But um, we're really excited to bring this out to you. 
Uh, if you have any questions on any of this, you know, reach out to Mark, Mark and I, or any of the other brokers here. We'd be happy to carry a conversation and and dive a little bit deeper into this. But uh, anything else, Mark? No, we always love to talk shop, and we we take great pride in this market report. So always feel free to call and see if you know. Let us know how we're doing. You bet. And thanks for tuning in. And we'll see you next time, Mark. See you, Maggie. Bye. Views, thoughts, and opinions expressed are the speaker's own and do not represent the views, thoughts, and opinions of NAI FMA Realty. The material and information presented here is for general information purposes only. NAI FMA Realty disclaims any liability or responsibility for any individual's use or reliance on the information presented in this podcast.